0: Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the Book of Romans, chapter 5. Here's Pastor Ryan. Paul
1: would say in Romans 8, 15 through 17 For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. And the Spirit uh, himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. We didn't receive this spirit of bondage to fear, right? But we received the spirit of adoption, by which, how do we know we're saved even, It's because before I used to not cry out, Abba, Pops, God, Father, help me. But now I do. Something changed in me when I believed in Christ that I I felt like I had access. I felt like I had the right to cry out as a child. And here I am, one who was, you know, fatherless, who God became my father. And how how did I know instinctively that I can now cry out to God and he'll hear me. Best deal ever. I don't know why sinners don't step up. And and angels wonder, like, what's wrong with people on earth? He forgives you of your sins. He adopts you as sons and daughters. He gives you the Holy Spirit. You're going to heaven and you're not going to be judged for your sins. I don't know why they're not lining up. I do know it's because Satan has deceived them. If they knew the reality of hell that awaits them, I'm sure that they would repent many more. But this is why churches need to preach on hell more often and stop with all the fluffy messages that ignore hell. There's a reason why the gospel is called the good news because there's really bad news. In Galatians 4, Paul would repeat that same type of, of verse. And because you are sons... Daughters, I would say, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father, Abba, Papa, you know. And so Paul explains, like, the love of God has been poured out on our hearts. But what is it, what is the characteristic of God's love? What does it look like? We we were just told that it's been poured out in our hearts. But how do we... (laughs) How do we share that with the lost? You know, the love of God can be poured out into your heart. They're going to be like, what? But what does the love of God look like? Paul begins to describe it. And this is the love of God. This is what, how big God's love is for us. Indescri- undescribably huge. Paul says, for when we were still without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. So this is what the love of God looks like for when we were still without strength without strength means when we were feeble and if you look up the word feeble it means weak it means destitute of much physical strength infants are feeble at their birth infirm sickly debilitated by disease Debilitated by age or decline of life, not bright or strong, faint, imperfect, not strong or vigorous as feeble powers of mind. It's, it's weakness in general. And yes, it describes physical feebleness and weakness. But when we come to Christ and we acknowledge that we, we can no longer do it without him. Are we not acknowledging him that we are weak and without strength, that spiritually we're bankrupt, that spiritually uh, we're weak, we're destitute of of much uh, strength, we're infants, we're feeble, we're we're sickly, we're debilitated by the disease of sin. Yes, that's how we come to Christ. We acknowledge what God says concerning our, our condition as human beings. We're sinners. And when we were in that state, God died for you. I was so empty and so lonely when I came to Christ. I was a month away from my 24th birthday. So I got saved at 23. And I had, for nine years, lived the most unbelievably violent party life, debauchery, immorality that I could... I, I You know, PTSD... You know what I mean? I I had seen so much. I grew up in South Almani. I broke in home. And my homeboys were my gang. And we did bad things. Bad things happened to us. And we've seen a lot of bad. Things that kids should never see or do. At 15, at 14, at 16, at 17, 19, 18, or 18. See, I can't even count. It was so bad. (laughs) 1920, 21, 22, 23, 24 God saved me when I could have gone to prison or I could have died that's where I was so when I came to Christ I was feeble, feeble, feeble oh the tough guy was feeble Mm -hmm. I I I think one has to be feeble has to have a sober look at their condition to be saved by God. I really do. He who is forgiven much, loves much. And we all have been forgiven a whole lot. It's just perspective. You don't have to have a crazy background. Some of the nastiest sins are from people who have never punched another person in their life. We get shocked, us guys from L.A. and stuff, or ex-gang member types, you know, when we hear brothers in the in the faith, you say, yeah, I, I've never punched a, a guy in my life. And and it's a beautiful thing that they haven't. But where I'm from, it's an absolute shock. Because everybody, even the nerds fight where I'm from. You don't want to mess with the jocks or the geeks or nobody. But we were feeble. In due time, Christ died for the ungodly, the unpious. Guys, the unholy, right? And then he goes on to say in verse 7, For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet perhaps for a good man, someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love towards us. And that while we were still sinners... Christ died for us. So still sinners mean as, as we were still being sinners, when we, when we were still doing wickedly, when we could care less about God and we were living for ourselves, it was at that moment, Christ was, was, was dying for us, reconciling us, even when we were his enemies. Paul says, for scarcely or scarcely for a righteous man one will die yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die Paul is saying that it is it is a rare thing in our world it is rare for you know a good person to take the place of a a righteous man or woman who's gonna die and say no 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 kill me instead Paul says that that kind of act is scarce, it's rare. It's happened where someone will say, take my life instead. They're a good person. Take my life instead. That's happened, no doubt. hasn't happened is Christ-like love. He died for sinners, for not good people like you and me. He died for us when we were in our muck and in our sin, that's what that defines. That's why God's love is so great. While we were being wicked, Christ was dying for us. And I think that hopefully touches someone's heart in here that may be struggling with love issues, love life. I'm not talking about relationships with others like a significant other, but as much as the love of a parent, the love of family that wasn't there for a lot of us. The devil likes to bring all of that up and, and make us uh, hate ourselves. Our own hearts are desperately wicked, where the devil doesn't even have to get involved. Our own hearts condemn us. Mama didn't love you, Papa didn't love you, nobody loves you. You're no good and you're ugly too. You know. Depending on your background, your rap sheet, we have to hand that stuff over to God. And say, not only am I beloved by my God, who is the God of the fatherless and the God of the widow, but I am an heir. You're talking to a king's kid now. So it doesn't matter how broke I was, How uneducated I was. In Christ we can do all things. And I married a girl from way on the other side of the tracks. How, on. Way on the other side. Not even close to our borders. Snuck in there. (laughs) That's what God does. No, I didn't sneak in there. I went through the the front door and Stinkin said, the one with the green eyes, yep she's coming with me and the rest is history because that's how big our God is and he taught me even when I was single you don't have to beg you don't have to be a little puppy just tell her you dig her and watch God work and he did and God takes care of us really well so you are loved I I can't tell you enough how much you're loved and if you you struggle so do I but we just give it to God every day we love him, first John four nineteen, because he first loved us. Jeremiah 31, 3 says, The Lord has appeared to old, appeared of old to me, saying, Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness I have drawn you. God has drawn us with his loving kindness. Jesus would say in John 15:13, Greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friends you ask why i go to church you ask why i want to do what god says for me to do because he loved me when nobody loved me so if jesus wants whatever he wants i want to do because he loved me and that means a lot to me and i don't want the opposite i don't want to sin and i don't want to hurt him because he he just loved me so see now sinning and temptation we're all tempted but the question now is like it's more about loving God than it is the temptation if you love God you'll say no if you love God you'll say no to your thoughts that are lame I know it sounds like I'm insulting you in my own mind so i'm sorry i mean our thoughts that are lame you know what i mean i'm kidding but we say no because why cuz god we love him and he sees the inner man and the inner woman the world's going to be judged not just by their deeds but by their thoughts so why do we say no why do we want to please him why do we want to do what he says cuz he loves us and jesus said if you love me keep my commandments Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things that I say? The issue is always more love to God. If we love God, we'll do what He says even to our hurt. You really know where where your love is towards God when, 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 when doing what He says hurts you. It hurts you. You may lose friends, family. You may lose things in your life. But will you still... Just do what he says. Foxes have holes, birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. You know, he who loves me more than mother, father, son, daughter, wife, husband is not worthy to enter the kingdom of God. I mean, these are heavy things that he says. But because he's loved us enough to give us family, we're going to love him even above our family. We love our family. We thank him for them, but we wouldn't have a one of them without him. So why turn them into an idol? And I, I'm convicted at my own sermon here. I'm very much like in need of realignment, readjustment. Because I want to, I just want to do what he says. And I know I don't always do. And I know that I don't always represent him well. And that hurts me. And I want to try better every single day. And he's merciful every day. And hopefully before we get to heaven, um, which is pretty soon, we'll be more like Jesus. You know, so. But God demonstrates his own love toward us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son. Much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And so here, Paul is saying, like, love isn't going to disappoint. Basically, if Christ did all that for us, when we were still in our sins, if he loved us that much, he died for his own enemies, right? If he loved us that much why would he pour out his wrath on you? And that's what he's basically saying. He wouldn't go through all of that trouble to save you and then judge you with everybody else. We are saved by the wrath of God that is coming upon a Christ-rejecting world. The blood makes us righteous, justifies us, makes us righteous. But by his life... We are saved from the wrath to come. And, and Jesus, it's not talking about the life that Jesus lived. It talks about the life that Jesus lives right now. Hebrews 7 tells us that he, because he continues forever, has an unchangeable priesthood. Therefore, he is also able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. Jesus continues to live, to live, to live, to pray for us, to help us, and to totally save us from what's coming on this God forsaken world. And it's coming. It's coming. You know, Chuck and Calvary you know used to having like a once a year prophecy update kind of stuff. Uh-uh. We're living in the last, last days now. We're going to be talking more about what's really going on in the world. There's a lot of conferences, there's a lot of things talking about prophecy, talking about the one world government, talking about the World Economic Forum guys, and all of the, all of the, the technologies that are coming out, all of the, the corporations that are in line with the government to do the government's dirty work as what happened with uh, COVID, right? It's the, it's the corporations that are putting people in line, right? It's the private businesses that are putting people in line. If you do not do, you know, do certain health things, you're going to have to find another job. That's not the government doing that. That's the why are the corporations doing that? Because they're in line with the government. They, there's a way to go around the Constitution, and, and that's 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 around the world happening. That's around the world happening, and we're in the last days. It is a beast system, and we know Revelation 13 tells us that the Antichrist is. You will not be able to eat unless you take his mark. You will not be able to eat, to buy, to sell unless you have his mark. But the Bible teaches that he's not even going to come onto the scene until the church is out of here. So we're not going to see him, but we're seeing his system being built as we sleep. And many churches are asleep. But take a look around. Take a long prayer walk. Smell the roses. Ask God to give you discernment. These guys aren't even hiding it now. We'll hit more to that. The Antichrist is going to come and he's going to bring havoc after he first brings peace. But we're going to be out of here. And then in the middle of his rain the lord's going to you know pour out judgment upon this world in the great tribulation read about it in revelation that wrath you won't have to go through it i won't have to go through it because of the blood of christ and because of my faith in him but everybody else that rejects christ our loved ones and our friends let's just be honest our neighbors, there is no way for them to get to heaven at that point other than to die for not taking that mark. And look at how many people complied quickly. And I get it in the beginning. I'm not condemning anybody. In the beginning, there's all kinds of fuzziness. And, but it's been so long. It's all come out in the open. The statistics were, were falsified. All of, The testing was false. All of it, the numbers, it's all come out now. For why? To warn us to put our guard up, to be wise as serpents and gentle as doves, because it's coming again, the next you know, disaster they say. And we all have to get in line because it's emergency powers. I'm not in bondage anymore. Not to drugs, not to alcohol. Not to, immoral, not to sexual immorality like I was as a kid. I'm not, I'm not in bondage to no government either. I'll respect them as long as they, you know, respect the God-given freedoms that he's given me. Because in this country, we have a constitution. If I was in Mexico, it'd be different. But in this country, we are the last Light in the world because of that document, but our country. I'm. I'm. A, I'm a, hey, listen, listen, listen. We we vote, we protest, we call our congressmen, we do those things to push back. That perhaps God would give us a a reprieve, a little pushback, but this place is gonna burn. There ain't no help in the United States. Your, the United States' only hope is your prayers and your, your ac- actions. But yeah, I don't see the United States in, in Bible prophecy. I see mystery Babylon being destroyed in stinking one hour. And that looks a lot more and more like the United States. We are a wicked country. A wicked country. And there is a remnant of God-fearing people, but we are nothing to be proud of. Amen? Father, we thank you for your love, your grace, and mercy. You are good, Lord. Our citizenship is in heaven. But while we're here, Lord, I pray, have mercy on our country. Have mercy on our children. Have mercy on our schools. I pray for the kids of our country that would, they would learn to love one another, that they would learn God, and how you made us all, from Adam and Eve, one human race, Lord. Help us, Lord, as parents and grandparents to teach our children what is right, and to stand against the things that are wrong. Lord, we know this is not our home, but while you have us here, strengthen us, Lord, Fill our hearts with great joy and peace, knowing that you're on the throne. Use us for your glory. Bless our humble church. We thank you for this place. Amazing, Lord. Thank you. Bless it. And while all heads are bowed, if there's anybody here who would like to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and you're ready to give up your sins, repent, please raise your hand. And I can lead you in a prayer. Is there anybody here? who needs to do that. We want to give everyone an opportunity to do that. There's nothing that Christ cannot save you from, but He will not force His kingship and His love upon you. You have to say, yes, Lord, I'm ready. He can change you. He changed me. Is there anybody here who needs to do that? Father, we thank you again for our time and Pray your blessing upon our fellowship and upon the food. May the conversations be edifying and sweet, Lord. Help us to love each other as unto you. In Jesus' name we pray and together we say, Amen.
0: Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come on out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. You're my...